0: Hey guys, today I'm here with my friend JK Molina, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but we're going to focus on how folks can build a personal brand. So how agency owners, how e-commerce brands, how SaaS owners can build their personal brand. And then also to how freelancers and agencies, whether you're in e-commerce, SaaS, doesn't matter the space, can land clients. JK, welcome. How are you, my friend? What's up, everyone? Thank you for bringing me here, Chase. I'm actually super excited to be here. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. I think it would make sense to start really quickly with kind of a quick backstory and kind of what you're currently working on. And then we'll dive into kind of some of the topics for the day.
1: Yeah, cool. So um, people know me as a ghostwriter mostly on Twitter. So what I do is I help people grow their personal brands and kind of their influence, right? Because if you're not on Twitter, it's kind of hard to know what the environment on quote unquote money Twitter is. But it's a very tight a uh, very cool network where a lot of people talk to each other and th- there's a lot of opportunities growing there. So what I do is I help people build their personal brand and maybe get them deals or just get an audience that is actually going to listen to what they say.
0: It's not so much brands, but like people, you know, I create like personas, if you will. Nice. A uh, couple questions. So why, why Twitter? And do you do this on other platforms and, and like, why, why go shorting? How did you get into it?
1: Yeah. So, First, I'm going to start like how good I got into it. It was actually from a tweet from someone else. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Lawrence King He's a great guy on Twitter. Lawrence tweeted about Gillette, this, uh, the razor company. And they said that they had 130,000 followers and their tweets only got like three likes. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, come on, like you can do better than that. And Lawrence said, if they can take a content writer and pay them 4K a month, how much would they pay you if you actually knew how to write a good tweet? That w- that's when I was like, okay, that, that actually makes sense, right? So I started a lot of hitting a lot of people up. One guy said yes, and I I kept going, and then I realized like it was not so much about tweeting; it was about the network. Like if the network was not Instagram or it was not Facebook or even LinkedIn, like I would actually go there. But Twitter is kind of really special in that there's a, there's a, like a very pretty community, very tight knit. So I like it that way. And a lot of people, like they're actually like big hitters. Like you find guy like this guy making, I don't know, he owns like 100 Bitcoin and he has like two followers and a landscape profile picture. It's always the, it's always the Anons that have a lot of money. But it's incredible how many high profile p- people are there. And then if you give them access to that place, it kind of goes back to a lobo tweet, a lobo salvaje tweet that's like, if you really want to like be influential, try to connect a lot of people. So I try to connect a lot of people into what would make sense for them to do business
0: with. And by giving them access to the money, Twitter network, they're able to do so many different things. So it's really cool. Dude, that's awesome. And I know before that, I've heard some of your interviews and seen kind of some of your stuff. You were working at a cell phone store or something. Is that correct?
1: It was was like a marketing agency, but I did sell perfume door-to-door.
0: Wow. So you went from that to now you do writing and you recently launched, I think today uh, you got involved with the SaaS. So- that's awesome, man. Um, what what makes a good tweet? Like when you're writing for people and thinking about Twitter in general, like what constitutes a good tweet?
1: Uh, that's, a, that's actually a super tricky question because for me, there's like five things that make a Twitter account really good. It's followers, engagement, sales, email subs, and deals in the back end. And out of all of them, engagement is the hardest one because it's very like hard to crack. But I think I've come up with a couple of mental models that work. The first one is, Every time you see a viral tweet or a tweet that does well, you want to study why that did well. So then you can study two things. You can study formats and wordplay, like, okay, maybe they they did this alliteration and maybe they're comparing something, which is, in my opinion, the wrong way to look at it. Because the way something is written is not really what's going to make it go viral. It's like the idea, the essence of the tweet, which is actually the thing that you should actually be studying, which is what's going on behind So, for example, you've seen a lot of tweets that say, I'd rather be, I don't know, I'd rather be making 50K a year working for myself than 100K a year working for someone else. And there's two ways to look at it. The first one would be, oh, maybe I can just tweak the, the numbers and tweet it and it might work. But what you're really seeing behind the tweet is they're talking about how wealth and freedom is valued more than money. And when you see the idea behind it, you see, everybody talks about wealth and freedom. Another thing, like the system's wrong. Maybe they'll criticize something and it's not that exact something. It's that kind of like pride you feel when you're like, okay, I'm going like against the system. I'm doing something different. So once you understand what's the idea behind it, I have this like phrase that I go by when I write, which is Twitter's just saying one thing, a thousand different ways. And I have a library that like, what, maybe it's like tens of thousands at this point of viral tweets that I just see and think, What's behind this? How can I tweak it? Like, is there a memory that this triggers? Is there a quote that I remember when I see this? And when you combine your direct experience with the idea and the soul of the tweet, like great things start to happen. I think that's how you do it. You go over the soul of the idea, uh, like the soul of the tweet, and then you come up with a unique experience. You combine it, you create something completely new.
0: Wow. I love it. I got a bunch of questions. Um, one of the first ones that comes to mind is like when you think about someone starting on Twitter or someone on Twitter, is it better to go niche? So, for example, right, like most of what I talk about is e commerce email marketing, or is it better to be more general and focus just on e commerce or SaaS or whatever it might be? Do you prefer clients that you work with, or do you prefer to recommend people go niche, or is, can someone go general and do just as well?
1: Yeah, I actually was like at a crossroads with that question. As I heard a Matthew Kobeck interview when he said, Would you rather be known as, you don't want to be known in the beginning as the guy that knows about wine, you wanna be known at the beginning as the guy that knows about French wine from Paris, that's white and that's from the harvest of 76. So you wanna be very niche. And once you're really good at one thing, you can kind of go into other places because once you're really good at one thing, you kind of say another thing and people automatically say like, oh yeah, that's true. Or they're like, oh yeah, I believe him because he's already done all this credibility in one thing. So I think it's better to start small, be really, really good at one thing and then you kind of uh, can expand and explore the one thing i would i would say that never compromise would be to um your personality and that's very big and that's a lot of crit- critiques when it comes to like quote unquote platitude accounts are like oh they have no personality and what they don't realize is we all tweet platitudes like every tweet is based on a platitude right but the difference is some people show who's the guy behind it so one th- like to answer your question, I think it's better to start very niche, very like specific, but also like add your unique thing. What makes you different? So, for example, my main language is Spanish. I I'll, always I'll speak Spanish, so maybe I'll add a Spanish word in there. Maybe I'll add a picture of like my coffee and my views because my country has a lot of mountains. So that adds to the guy behind the
0: account. That for me, that's how I look at it. Amazing. Another question, kind of related to that, is be yourself in terms of chase being chase or be anonymous for someone like Wiz. Would you recommend someone be kind of the face and who they are or be anonymous? Does it matter?
1: I think so. I think when you are when you show your face, you have more leverage. I do think so, which is why I don't show my face a lot. Well, maybe sometimes, but I'm doing it right now, right? But before I didn't, I wasn't really comfortable with it. But I would understand why you wouldn't want to do it. Because uh, let's say, for example, Rogue Wealth. I don't know if you guys know Rogue Wealth. Like he obviously can show his face because, you know, he has a successful online business, but he's in Venezuela. So it's a very complicated situation, right? But let's say for the vast majority of this, you're living in a like safe place. If you want leverage, I would recommend showing your face. And if not showing your face, I show my back, my profile picture. But have a name behind it. Don't stand up for a concept because it's very different. Like for you, for example, you wouldn't want to be uh, like email marketing, I don't know. Tips you'd like to be chased, I'm on email marketing, right? Yep. But it doesn't really matter like your face or what, what you're showing as long as you're someone.
0: I think that's the answer. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, appreciate that. So, going back to you personally, so you, you've been on Twitter, you have a following, uh, you now have like a newsletter, some paid communities, you know, some courses, you've done some SaaS. Like, how do you think about starting to monetize Twitter? Uh, do you think about like when someone has a certain amount of followers? when they have a certain amount of email subscribers, like when did you start introducing courses and paid newsletters and these types of things? And when do you recommend that other people think to start monetizing their Twitter? Yeah, so I think there's two ways to
1: go about it. One is monetizing by selling actual services and coaching and high ticket, and the other one's products, at least on this place. So I would recommend if you're launching products, uh, like you just launched your thing, right? So if you were launching your products, I think wait at least like, until 5k but 5k is just kind of the arbitrary number the way i would actually think about when to launch product is when people started asking you questions so i launched like a monetization guide so i'm like a lot of people were asking me like yeah i'm growing on twitter i'm doing this thing but like how do you actually make money out of it and i got a lot of dms so when people start asking you stuff that's like them telling you what they want what they would pay for right well not pay for but you know what they want (laughs) and then um, if you want to like actually sell your service, let's say you're you're a freelancer, right? You, let's say you know email marketing, and you want to get clients, that you could start at zero zero followers. I've seen literally people with zero followers get Twitter ghostwriting clients, which for me is amazing. I'm like, oh my god, you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> but if you really want to get clients, I think there's a there's a good strategy here. So I'm, I'll assume you guys like want to get those kind of clients, and then we can go into personal brands. But let's say if you want to get clients, is there's always Um, there's like a secret sauce that you use, like the unique mechanism that you do. Maybe you did something from a client from A to B, you took them, there's a testimonial over there, right? So Twitter audiences are very warm. They don't really need a lot of copywriting, a lot of convincing, which why you can see a lot of products with bad copy convert really well, because they're not really there for the product, they're really there for the creator. So when it comes to you, maybe you could think about, okay, what have I done for clients? Maybe I've taken them from X to Y. Maybe they leave, left me a great testimonial, or maybe I doubled something on their page, whatever. And then you write a thread about that thing. So how I took a client from X to Y in three months, and then you add a little bit of sauce, you write how you did it. And in the end, you always add a CTA, something to so people can follow you, something people that can DM you. When it comes threads are like, like many tweets together, but I see it in three places, like three parts. Number one is the headline, which I think is the most important one because you want to stop the scroll. That's what gets people to read. And the second most important one is the CTA because that's what gets people to act. I would dedicate 90% of my time writing the headline and the last CTA and 10% writing the actual thread because writing that sees what he really wants people to stop, read it, and then act. So what would you do? You would say every week you'll post a little thread. How did this for X client? And you, in the end, ask, if you want this, like, you want me to talk to you about this, DM me. Or you want to okay, you wanna see how you can do it for your store schedule and appointment here. And maybe you can even play it a little bit better. Because I, th- I always ask clients the same question. Who has the audience that you would like to have, right? So for me, I'm writing. So I would like to have maybe David Perel, who writes, or maybe Jack Butcher, who talks about, like, creator economy. So I'm thinking, okay, who are the people that would like the audience like to like me? So maybe you can go ahead with their DMs, their DMs and establish a conversation with them and be like, yo, I'm launching this thread. I'm new to Twitter, but not really new to business. I'm glad. I'm forward to looking, doing some business with you and you know hanging out, whatever. And then maybe you can ask them, like, what, what's the fee for a retweet? Because mo- some people sell retweets, right? And then let's say it's, I don't know, 40 bucks. They charge you 40 bucks for a retweet. And you post your thread. you get the retweets from them dude you turn 40 bucks into a two thousand three thousand four thousand dollar client just because you got access to that network which is why another reason i like twitter because the twitter like the retweet button for me i think is a very powerful concept so for me the retweet button is i like your content so much that i'm going to let you borrow my audience for a day and if you nail that and you get the actual audience that you want and the threads good you're going to get a client within a week. I've seen it. It's incredible because the Twitter, like the Twitter community is so like good at monetizing each other. It's, it's amazing. It's a really
0: good place. Dude, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Do you want to touch on anything on the uh, personal brand side? If not, I have a question for you on the SaaS side.
1: Yeah, actually one thing I always ask this awkward questions to the clients, which is another one. It's, what are some things people think are impressive about you? And I'll tell them, don't be modest. Give me everything you got with numbers. So, and they'll be like, no, I don't want to flex. Whatever. Just tell me. All right, so they'll tell me, I did this company. I took this MRR and I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And I came, come up with all the things that they've done. And then I'll ask them, what have been your lowest points in your life? And that's very interesting. Cause they're like, oh, I'll be I'd sold here. I worked here. I went bankrupt or whatever. And then what they, they haven't realized is by answering those two questions, you've crafted like seven headlines for yourself. You can use in different threads. That's a hundred follower thread, 500 follower thread each. And when people really think and see themselves as a story, super easy. So you want to build a brand, maybe you can tell a story what's behind it. So like, I'm, I'm from Guatemala and like, let's be honest, like, I'm very grateful to be speaking English, to know all these things. But sometimes I'll use that as my marketing story. I'll tell them, yo, like I speak Spanish as my first language and it sells. It works. So what's your story? Like, where did you come from and how can you use it to get people to like you and follow you and build that brand? I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't recommend like if you're an com store owner, not make one for your like brand. I would actually recommend making one for yourself because they're they're gonna buy your brands through you. They're gonna brand not gonna buy the brands buy the brands. Twitter's kind of different. They want people. They don't really want
0: like stuff. They want people. But yeah, that was everything from the personal brand side. Yeah, it makes sense. On the thread side, there's this guy named Alex Garcia. I think his name's like Alex Garcia ATX or something. He he had told me when we talked a couple of weeks ago that there was like a month where he did a thread a day for 30 days, and he grew from like. Two thousand to like thirty thousand followers or something wild. So uh, I think I think threads and all the tips you gave are, are incredible. Let's talk about SaaS now. So I think today or yesterday you announced that you joined something, and I guess when this goes live, it will probably be a week or two out. But today or yesterday you announced that you're a part of this thing called Tweet Hunter. How how did you get involved with SaaS? Why are you thinking about SaaS? What does the SaaS do? What are some goals? So just tell us about the SaaS.
1: Yeah. So actually, I've been. I've been applying one advice that I see always on Twitter, just copy what works. And I'm like, okay, so this guy, Daniel, call him a wizard, you've had him, right? It's, he builds a product. And then he was, you're getting so many people on the product and you'll tell them to use a certain software. Why not own the software? And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense, right? So I'm like, um, these two French guys, Tipo and Thomas, they sent me a DM. And they said, yo, this is Tweet Hunter. This was the early stages, like, Four months ago, this is Tweet Hunter, and uh, we'd love for you to try it. Here's a free code. So I tried it, and dude, when I saw it, it was the exact same process I used to write for clients. And I was like, "This is like what I do with three apps. You do with one." So I it, I got them on a call. Right? It was like, <laughs> it was like three a.m. Paris time. So I, I apologize to them, but we got on a call in the in the morning, and I was like, "I'm gonna be your marketing guy. You guys give me equity. Let's do it." because then everything like made sense. It's like my system, I could own it, right? They needed marketing. And it made sense with what Daniel said. And it also made sense in my, head. so I'm like, I right, let's do it. They said, I right, cool. So we started, uh, well, they started developing. I told them what to develop because I had some suggestions, but eventually like we got ready and we shipped and it's, let me tell you, bro, like SaaS is something completely different from what I'm accustomed to. Today, I woke up and I was like, whoa, this is, because you have to deal with churn, you have to deal with devs, you have to deal with like bugs, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? But the main goal is to go for an exit. I really want to have an exit because for me, that, that's super good. That's like a super big win. And I want to have that thing. We're going to go, I don't know, maybe next year, maybe the year after that. But it's just exciting to have something that not only brings you recurring revenue, but it also allows you to win big because it says it doesn't really need you to operate. So that's why
0: I'm going in. Yeah, dude, I, I love it. And it's it's kind of meta, but I like it. It's perfect for you, right? It's it's something for the Twitter audience that helps everyone get better at Twitter, right? So it's already what it sounds like your mission, kind of your goals have been. It's just now adding a tech component, which facilitates it, makes it easier. So dude, this is this is awesome. Before we sign off right now, anything else that you want to talk about? Anything else that you want to mention? Otherwise, I think this was fantastic.
1: Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you for being here. If you're, um, I'm just going to say one thing. So, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, I've done really cool stuff. I've told really great stories. Like, people will never get tired of your stories. If you ever log on Twitter and share something that you don't and you have really re- value to bring, it's just a matter of time to people start flocking to you. You'll be amazed at how good of a community this is. So, if you're thinking about taking the Twitter lip, just take it. Share your story and see how much blessings come into your life. Because I know it changed my life. I know it cha- changes life. So why not, chase,
0: why not try it, right? I love it, dude. I couldn't agree more. Uh, what is your Twitter handle and where can people find maybe your newsletter or the, the SaaS tool? Yeah, so you can,
1: ask, you can find me at 1-O-N-E, 1-J-K-Molina O-N-E, one on Twitter. And the SaaS is called tweethunter.io. You can find it in my link and buy it. Or you can type in because I now own the domain based so you can go to based and access tweet hunter
0: dude you're you're the man i'm excited for everything that you're doing thank you for all the time and the wisdom i know people are gonna love it thank you
1: all right you got it take care
0: cheers